Hey, you know what today is? It's fart day. It's fart day, but it's also... Oh, by the way, this is uh, Radio Mofo, Mikey K, and uh, you call yourself what? They call me Springer. Big old pile of love. Anyway, it's uh, no, it's a freezing ass, plenting cold outside day. Uh, that just came to mind. I just went out and did some running around, and uh, parts of me retracted. And I'm not sure I'm going to see them again until the spring. It's that rare weather condition where you, when you fart, you could actually see like the heat vapor come from somebody's ass because it's that cold that the temperature differential is obvious. I'm just thinking about how like my junk won't be seen again on like the Groundhog Day or something like that, popping out of its hole again. Anyway, yeah, farts. Farts and just bodily functions in general. Oh my God. I got to bring another thing up on thinking of it. Is there anything worse than that? Two seconds when you know you've clogged a toilet, especially if you've done it at somebody else's house. Oh, God, yeah. And the water starts to rise and rise and rise. This just happened to me, so. Oh, God. Whose house were you at? Uh, I was at the the, uh, the rent place, but uh, and I wasn't the one that clogged it either. Was it the old man? Did he drop a two-ton loaf? It was. It was easily. It was some kind of a scud, I'm sure. Anyway, scud. I mean, there's that moment when you do it at somebody's house. You never have a plunger. Am I the only one that nope. thinks that that should just be common courtesy? Have one nearby in a place where everybody kind of knows, like under the sink. Something if you don't want people to see a gross plunger sitting out, I get that because they are kind of gross. I keep like the nice, normal, simple plunger in the bathroom, but I keep like the mega plunger in the basement. Oh, the one that's got like the CO2 cartridge on it, so you can really no, no, no. Well, that'd be impressive, but no, no, like the uh, like the mega one, like the you know the basic plunger is just like a cup, like the. Yeah. The Mega other one. plunger, it actually has a inverted cup. Yep, yep. Also handy before, like, a, or after a really constipating meal. You can just go to town on yourself with those. Too many breadsticks at uh, Olive Garden. <laughs> breadsticks and cheese. Well, it depends <laughs> on the cheese. Some cheese will loosen you up. But, yeah, some cheeses will bind you further. I know. I, God, I got stories about all kinds of disgusting things. I was at a girl's house one of the first times I stayed over at her house in Stevens Point. And um, about 12 o'clock at night, she's passed out and I had to take a dump. And guess what I did? <clears throat> Clogged the shit out of her toilet. I mean, it was one of those little tiny, like, girly toilets. So, you know, it didn't have the kind of flushing power I needed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ended up having to like sneak out of the house quietly at night and go to Walmart and buy a plunger. Jesus. And, like, I'm the only one in the store too, and I like I'm standing there holding my plunger. <laughs> yeah, serious. Like rough night. Like you have don't know the half of it. And then I kind of forgot about it the next day, and I had left the plunger sitting near the toilet. And she's like, "Where'd that come from?" Like, yeah, let's. 
It's or a not. gift. Well, we weren't in that stage of the relationship yet where you could do stuff like that, like, you know, art in front of each other. Mm-hmm. I got that out of the way once with a girl because I knew I had to really bad. I thought she was going to laugh about it. So I did the old press your ass up against the door thing. I figured if I'm going to go like big, you would do that against a hollow core door, you know, mm-hmm. get some really good reverb. Fortunately, she laughed and I was, I was out of uh, smell range. It was just more volume than anything else. So it's one girl that I dated. I, you know, whenever she stayed at my house, she was there to mission. She had to have it. And, you know, so we're in bed, you know, or before the activity starts. And all of a sudden she lets this flapper fly <laughs> so bad. And I'm like, no, I'm done. You basically just gave me smelling salts. Any hope of any performance is done. Just roll over and go to sleep because I am so grossed out. So grossed out. I mean, a loud flappy fart is funny, but you know the ones that make your your nose hairs melt. Those oh, are funny. Those those are. Oh, oh, it's like I don't know what she ate. She had she had a terrible diet to begin with, but I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's horrible. You know, so you've been with somebody for a while, and you can just tell by the sound of it that it's going to be bad. I was seeing another chick for quite a while had a surgery on her digestive system and for a long time after that she had some serious issues and one night I heard the like wettest part just it sounded like somebody throwing oatmeal at a wall (laughs) oh god (laughs) and I tried to wake her up and I was like poking her and poking her I'm like babe 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 she's still kind of recovering from the surgery and I was like you just shit yourself. There's no way you didn't shit. Oh, I'm gonna go back to sleep. I'm like you, no, you shit yourself. And then I'm like, all right, fine. I get up and I go to the couch. So I'm figuring I'm not. I don't want to be anywhere near this when she wakes up because it's gonna be bad. Yeah. God. And all I hear about 15 minutes later is motherfucker, and she comes running out of the, the bedroom. Actually, no. The dog actually came, a little tiny dog came running out of the bedroom, like took one look at me and then took the hell off. And then she came out completely naked and with a leg full of crap and spreading it around you. But you haven't been in a solid, trusting relationship until you've cleaned up someone else's poop. Usually, that's, you know, the kids are kids, but, you know, granted, if you have a spouse and you get to like a long period in your life where you're, you hit that 50 year mark, more than likely, if you stay together and one of you stays alive, at some point you will be cleaning up the other one's poop. Yeah. It might just yeah. be a random accident. It could be new meds that they're on because they take a handful of horse pills every day. But at some point your love will be tested buy a whole bunch of poop. Yeah, I remember when my grandfather was in a nursing home um, and a nurse was helping him clean up in the bathroom while we were sitting in, you know, like it's, it's almost like a hospital room. Um, and all of a sudden we just hear, what the hell are you doing digging for gravel in there? Jesus Christ. Digging for gravel. Yeah. 
Yeah. You haven't you haven't lived until you've done that or you've sharded around someone. Sharded, yes. I'll admit once the crap on my pants in grade school. Did we already talk about this? Maybe not. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Think, well, I crapped my pants in grade school in gym class. And it felt like it was just like solid. Like I just fired out like a little cannonball, kind of like Nibbler does on Futurama. Oh my God, steamer, yeah. And it like popped out of my pants leg and was sitting there on the floor. And I just kicked it across the gym as hard as I could. <laughs> Oh my god! And like, like two days later, my locker partner actually, because kind of a weird kid, he crapped his full-on crapped himself. And actually, we were out at recess at the time, and he ran up to one of the aides and said, "I, you know, said he had to go change or whatever." So they made him ride his bike home. So we see him getting on his, trying to get like on his bike and stand up on his toes on the pedals, so he didn't have to sit down. And then like. <laughs> riding down the street and he did not come back to school that day. You ever crapped yourself in public? Nope, just in private. Really? Yeah, it's just one of those, you know, it's, I never knew what a chart sh- was. I think I'm until losing. that one was, you know, you just run around the house, you know, just leave, you know, Float air biscuits as you would said. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That one's that, that one's what that one's moist. Wait a minute. There's 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 matter there. Oh god. I think that so one touched fabric. Yep. Well, I don't think touch fabric. One was some, somehow like it's like beef stew let loose. But mercifully it was at home, you know, you jump in, you know, the bathroom, throw your, your undies in the shower, rinse it all out. Then bleach the shit out of the shower, and then you know make sure there's no more chunder down under. I get that all out of your system, and then you know hang up the undies to dry, and then just you know wash them at a later date. My usual warning is when a fart feels hot. You know, you get the ones that are you could feel like yeah, there's yeah some heat. Yep. I don't know if it's more methane or what, whatever it is, but then I know that something something's brewing and it's going to be bad. Hot ones are usually the ones you, if you have any common sense, you run away from once you let those go. Pretty much. I farted in an elevator. No, but I've done it in grocery stores a lot. See, yeah, that's that's the thing is you I, actually. I worked at Target for a while, and I found that that was a great place to fart. You could go crap dust like the lady section of the store and then escape. Except I'm tall, so I couldn't really hide behind the racks. I did get, I did have people like walk into a cloud and give me a pretty dirty look, but it was, it was Target and I wasn't getting paid enough to care. Remember as a kid, the first time my dad like crop dusted, you know, my dad used to chew tobacco. So like anybody that chews, you always end up swallowing a little bit of the juice. Yep. And, you know, his guts, I can't even imagine. I mean, I remember going in the bathroom after him. Ah, ah, there's no air. There's no air. But anyway, you see, uh, he crop dusted at a grocery store. I think it was at Cub Foods that used to be in. Oh, yeah. Across years ago. 
And so he basically just let this one hang. This is this is one of those farts that doesn't dissipate right away. It hangs in the air. And then he, he quick like made a beeline around the aisle to the other side so he could <laughs> hear if somebody would walk into it. This gal did. This woman walks in. And she's like, oh, 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 God. And my dad's laughing his ass off. You know, and it's just like, what, what? He's like, never you mind. Later on, you figure out what he did. But, oh, my God. I'll never yeah, forget. Would... The tough part, like, at the station was when you'd start to get rumbly and you had to kind of, you had to time it because we weren't automated at all. We were on CDs, you know. Like your biggest nightmare would be you had to poop in like Time of Your Life by Green Day was on and it was only a two minute song. Yeah. I remember so started, like down what was, um what the hell? California Love. That's like a five minute song, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. Anything that we could find. Well that one was loaded into the computer too for that reason, I think. Exactly. If you heard that song playing, somebody was taking it because you could liner right into your commercials from that. You knew somebody was destroying a bathroom when that went off. We'll give you some more radio secrets here. So like back in the, the 70s, if a, if a DJ put on like a long song, it's so he could either A, get something to eat, B, get high, or yep. C, get his knob polished. Or poop. Well, I, you know, back... I, but see, I don't know. I don't know if those guys back in the day just didn't poop, or they pooped before the show. You know, like when we came along, I don't you know. know. We're, we're, lurking, we're working longer shifts than they used to back then. Because I think back in the old days, the average show was only like three hours long. Yeah, and there was news every couple of hours. And well, and yeah, I don't think the function itself, though, bodily, has changed that much since the seventies. Though I think. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, the reason for putting on long songs. So in our day, we'd load up a bunch of stuff because we'd go drop a mega deuce. Yeah, or you'd get somebody to come in from one of the other studios and push buttons for you or something like that. Well, but, that was the thing. Like, we worked overnights. Well, you worked nights. I worked overnights. And there was nobody else in the building except maybe some other jocks who were running their own stations. Anytime shifts, they could get somebody to pop in from anywhere and just like run the board for them. But we were on our own. You know, we had to sink or swim or, or drown in our own feces. Maybe that's part of the reason that like morning shows always have two people. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Because they've been drinking coffee all morning and you never know what's going to happen. Oh, My God. I remember the, the radio group I was at before we worked together. I don't know who it was, but one of the older jocks in the morning show, every morning he would come in and have the shatter shit. Just, I mean, the, the inside of the bowl looked like someone took all the chips from like chocolate chip ice cream and just explosively splattered it against the inside of the bowl. And I don't know what the fuck that was from. It was just like drinking coffee or whatever, but every morning... One of the old guys was in there and had the, the splatter shatter shit. It was disgusting. Probably coffee and like a 12-pack of Blatts from the night before. Could be. Could be. I remember Blatts versus Old Style and, and lacrosse giving me uh, intestinal issues for days. I really know that there was much of a point to that. 
back when they still had. I think it's called Wiener Fest now, isn't it? I don't know if they even. I mean, prior to COVID, I'm not even sure they did that stuff anymore. Well, butts versus old style, basically. For that was started at the university, though, didn't it? That wasn't like some yeah bar it's, promotion. It started at the university as um, a fundraiser for the wrestling team. And it was actually held in a frat. The guy that owns uh, or owned Shooters in Lacrosse was one of the guys that started at Rudy. That weirdo. Um, I'm not even sure if that guy's still alive. But um, yeah, it was a big fundraiser. And that one of the years they it got so big and out of hand that there were a bunch of arrests and stuff like that. And people were kicked out of school for it. So the people that were organizing it, this big party just rented out the fest grounds and then basically what it was is they just pulled in did you ever go down there for that no no God. i see the aftermath and it would wander down you know down yeah down that's when it got bad was this was that area is pretty close to where we're pretty close to more bars per capita than any other city in the united states and they're all really concentrated in in lacrosse and um if they pull up a beer trailer for old flats and a beer trailer full of kegs of old style and there'd be five six hundred college students and i don't know if it was supposed to be a contest to see which one would run out first and they'd have bands and i dj'd it one year and had to that's how they paid me in beer that's nice. that's yeah i was supposed to get beer and they were supposed to make a banner for me which they never did but I got the beard, so I didn't care. But then I just had to pack up and then go DJ downtown that night. Have you ever worked drunk and then you start to sober up during your shift? Then you start to get hungover? Oh, did that a couple of times when we used to host comedy at the haberdashery. You know, I'd, we had a $15 <laughs> bar tap. So sometimes I'd have a couple of drinks and I'd come back and I'd basically do my show buzz but then by the time Keith would roll in at five o'clock I was already starting to like get the hangover mm-hmm. plus I didn't you know I didn't at the time when I just started I didn't want to get in trouble so I'd play it pretty quiet and get out of there you know, obviously as time went on you figured out like oh shit everybody's drunk and hungover it doesn't matter well yeah I mean that morning guy definitely was <laughs> but he never looked bad he always come in like he just left the gym Oh, you must be living to a certain degree, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other secret that I had that I can share too is my wedding DJ days and club DJ days were like, if you ever heard a song, like some really long house music song that went on for like 10 minutes because I was fighting my way through the crowd to take a dump. Or if you were ever at a wedding and you heard the song Paradise by the Dashboard Light, Oh, Jesus. That was my cue. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good 10 minute one, isn't it? Yeah, but I knew once I heard the like, stop right there part, I had to get off that toilet and start hauling ass back. Pinch her off, get her done. Yeah, it was funny because the CD skipped then too. So I heard like a little click and like the crowd kind of, you heard like a yell. And then I'd have to, okay, good to know my built-in alarm system. There definitely were a few weddings where there was a lot of beer consumed. And that just seems to go, especially Bud Light for some reason. We actually had the band from my house 
because the four of us would used to drink it all the time because it was cheap and it's garbage but um it gave everybody such awful farts that we finally just came to a consensus like no agreement like that shit does not come into the house anymore anyway trying to think i just never really drank that much bud light i remember i had when i was high school no, it was high school. I had one can of Blacks. I literally had the black Splats after that, so I never drank Blacks again. The feeling that had something to do with the name. Yeah. Yeah. I remember drinking a, a PBR with Rudy when he was bartending downtown. Ooh. Remember Extreme Rudy? Yep. He bought my you know, pimp scooter. What's that? He bought my pimp scooter. Yeah, nice remember that um, vaguely but it's, he was you know like like most single jocks you can't earn a real living being a DJ so no. people, people would have second jobs bartending or um, working for sub shops doing delivery I mean there's nothing more humiliating than running into one of the radio station advertising customers doing some menial job I would think. I would think the only thing that would be worse is if you ran into like a competitor from another station, seeing you do like working at McDonald's. Yeah, but they were all in the same boat. Came from the the guy that did the morning show in the country station, which was one of their their better selling stations. He had a weekend job DJing weddings. Yep, me too. Yeah, I mean, you know, Screaming Steve, who hired you, I mean, he had a tremendous side hustle doing weddings and high school dances and all that shit. Of course, the other thing is, all that, a lot of that stuff is cash money. Oh, yeah. So, that was, there's that was, a lot of stuff that, you know, it's just, you know, you're not, you know, it's kind of like being a server. Sometimes if you work for a good place, you're getting paid server's wage, which is like, two dollars and a couple cunt hairs but then you're actually taking home quite a bit of money off of cash tips but oh, it was yeah, I mean, side conversation even at the college bars we had servers there well admittedly the place that i worked with we had some that would um definitely hustle for their money a little bit especially when it came to what clothing they wore um they'd walk out of there with working five hours and making 300 bucks Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, people work for a long time at like high end restaurants because they're making crazy money, crazy cash money. I don't understand why anybody stays in radio as long as they do. <laughs> well, you do, I mean, is it just I because we have no other like marketable skills? No, we actually have a lot of marketable skills. To actually be able to get up in front of people and talk is a highly valuable skill because I'm always appalled at how few people just getting up in front of a small group bumble fuck their way through it. And yeah, that's that's true. That's something that's never bothered me with getting up in front of a group of people at all. Like the biggest crowd I ever got up in front of was Rockfest up at Kadat. And I had one of the morning slots. So I'm introducing one of the local bands like at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And this is like Friday morning. So everyone up, everybody, everyone that was awake was hungover and fucking ornery. And that's where you really learn. I mean, there's thousands of them. That's where you really learn to read crowds like brevity is the soul of wit and survival. 
Get up there, <laughs> say your shit, get the fuck off. Is that you're the last person they want to see or hear from? Well, yeah, and I mean, I always looked at it, and I, I've said this before. Like, unless I really, really fuck up royally, especially on on Z, unless we were doing one of our bits or something like that, where you did want people to listen to you, no one's paying attention, or no one's going to remember what you said in ten minutes anyway. No, that's just it. I mean, you think you're going to be humiliated for forever, and five seconds later, people are like, you were there? Yeah, it was up front. Really? Yeah, yeah whatever. And it's, it's different when you're on the stage, too, because you can't see anybody in the crowd. Yeah, normally. I mean, I working in radio is basically, depending on the company you work for, is a lifetime of gaslighting being told you're not worth anything, being paid shit, but you're also part of the product. You are what's being sold. You're generally the one that's actually making the money for the station, really. Yeah, you are completely devalued so everybody else can make more money. I mean, I've always said, when you look at a radio station park a lot, the nice cars are the salespeople. The shit cars held together with duct tape and bumper stickers are the jobs. Or the, the bicycles for the ones that have DUIs and can't drive anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a couple of those guys. <laughs> I always, I had I thought of like, like a, a solid threat if I had asked for a raise and they wouldn't get to give it to me, would be to just go, okay, five hours of dead air coming your way. You know, that's the thing. It's just like you go in there to ask for a raise and they look at you like... You just asked to fuck their wife in the ass without any lube. It's like, how dare you, sir? Like, I, I'm tired of eating ramen noodles. I want to make some money. But nope, doesn't work that way. Well, that production manager there might have been cool with me doing that to his wife. I'm not really sure. He didn't want to do it to his wife. That's why he had a girlfriend. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, we can we, we gotta leave that one alone or we're gonna potentially you know, end up getting well, we were, I just want to share this with our, our six listeners. So last night Mikey sends me a text like, hey, come up with some concepts for stuff to do. And so I send this I just random stream of consciousness. And he's like, I don't know if I feel I don't feel the love for any of these. I'm like, dude, it doesn't matter. We just pick something and then it'll take us somewhere else. That's how we've always done this. Not intentionally, it's just the way it goes. But like this, we started out with farting. Here we are back at fucking radio again. Hey, I do have a good farting story. Oh, I still got other farting stories too. Yeah. All right, we got time for a couple, but I'll do, I'll do, I have about one. Junior high. From between farts and awkward boners, it was just not a good time. For oh, me. God. Let's see, there's another whole topic for talking, like awkward boners and how to hide them. Well, I had that happen a few years ago, too, when I was on an antidepressant that actually, that was like a side effect, was like uncontrollable erections. Awesome. Which is not something, there's a couple people that listen to this that needed to know about, but they do know. Um, Is your mom (laughs) listening to the show again? (laughs) I don't remember what the medical term for it is, but... Yeah, it was priapism or something. Or that's it. You gotta like tuck it under your belt. <laughs> well, that's if you have enough tucked under your belt. You know, unfortunately, some guys' erections are are other guys' shrinkage. A girl or not a shower, goddamn it. 
pretty much. Anyway, junior high. I am in, we could actually check out of the study hall and go up to the library, which was cool. Because that hour you could go up and read magazines. And actually our junior high even got like Rolling Stone and stuff like that. So we'd go up there and read magazines. It was just better than being in the junior high, the study hall, because there were windows and it wasn't as depressing. And we could walk around and stuff like that in the library. And you could crop dust that too, which I know I definitely did. Um, but it was uh, after lunch at some point, and they had these, there was a girl that was in that class that I was going to like ask to go to a junior high dance. I didn't even know how the logistics of that was going to work. I was going to have to walk with her there, or I don't know what it was. I ended up going with her anyway, but um, I'm sitting about two seats over from her. And I'm, I, they're metal, they're uh, old-fashioned like wooden chairs. No, this is going as far as reverb is concerned. And I started, I was just gonna try and squeak one because I was in painting, and it came out like a jackhammer, and it just would not stop. And I hear the other kids behind me laughing my laughing their asses off, and I start laughing. Then I start farting even more. Oh and God! This point, the librarian hears me, and she starts. She just points to the door, and I had to like walking fart my way out of there, laughing and crying at the same time. Yet that girl soldiered on and still went to the dance with me. That was really one of the most powerful fart sessions I had in my life. Yeah, I've I've had those where they shake you so much. It, it almost like, I mean, your your sphincter hurts because it's not used to that kind of like massive gyration, unless that's, you know, unless you have other extracurriculars, but. Good Lord. Good All Lord. right, your turn. All right. Um, so I, yeah, I've got many, many fart stories. I I've, I mentioned before working for this Lebanese chef and he, he makes this dish called falafel, which is basically ground up like chickpeas, falafel peas, and you kind of Ooh, mash it into a little ball and you deep fry it. It's kind of like a hush puppy. But it's a it's a great vegetarian dish, and I've never had any as good as his. You know, because you get stuff from the hippie shops and they just kind of taste like wet cardboard. But anyways, I mean, he'd make these things, and they were just pure fiber. Pure fiber. You know, and Mikey can vouch for this. There's times, because I used to work in his restaurant then come to the radio station to like do my shift. I still remember the first time he made a bunch of falafel and you can make like a falafel sandwich where you take um, uh, like hummus or like tahini sauce, which is like ground sesame paste. And you throw in some crunchy vegetables and you wrap it all up in Lebanese bread. So it looks like a monster fucking burrito. And this stuff is way more potent than uh, refried beans. And I farted all night. You know, the, the, the running <laughs> joke was, it's like there was a tuba convention in my ass. Flappy <laughs> farts. I didn't remember. Did not have to shit. But just these... It was kind of like a Chewbacca roar, but a few octaves lower. I remember you used you know, like to you brought leftovers. Oh, yeah, I always I, brought leftovers. Yeah, and I ate a bunch of it when I got home. And I went to bed. And I would, I don't feel bad about this because she cheated on me. But I Dutch oven my girlfriend when she was dead asleep. 
And it was, there's no sound, but it was so nasty. She actually woke up dry heaving. Nice. Yeah. She deserved it. Well, that was the thing is like, he worked with a lot of raw garlic. I mean, he had so much garlic in his hummus, it burned your mouth. You ever sweat garlic? Oh, yeah. After, yeah, working for him, eat some of his stuff. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I did it's that one. for I- you. Ate a whole crap load of garlic fries when I was in Denver doing a doing a trade show, and between that and the nosebleeds we got from the altitude being there that week and the dryness of it, it was a really awkward time for me to be working around three fairly attractive girls, like sweating garlic and bleeding constantly. Well, at least you don't have to worry about you know. You know, if if you take if you take a hookup off the table immediately you can just relax and enjoy the work trip yeah that's dual. that's why i farted right in front of that girl so soon into the relationship it's like it's gonna happen let's just take see it off she, the table maybe that's one of those things you should do in a relationship right away just to see how because it's gonna happen and if they can't handle it maybe we should just call this a day yeah yeah you know if she, if she can't handle your biosphere it's probably best that she moves along or vice versa. You know, if she drops some horrendous queefs or something and you're <laughs> just bleeding from the eyes and the nose, it wasn't meant to be. I was just going to say the same thing. Like, if, if she can queef the alphabet, then... You know, I've noticed in, like, TV commercials, and they do, you know, whatever they're selling, they show couples. And, they you know, they'll show one couple basically on the shitter... I know, peeing or shit and whatever, but like in front of the other one, that's when you pretty much know that you have a functional working relationship where you could just drop a deuce or just drop trowel and just go about your business. Leave the bathroom door open. Yeah. Or, I mean, obviously these are people that do not have kids. Or be in the the shower when she's taking a dump in the toilet next to you. Oh, God. Well, that one's that one's all about timing, because, you know, if you got one of the, if you got water where if you flush the toilet and then suddenly the uh, the hot water goes cold for a sec. I mean, that's grounds for divorce right there. Yeah. And you can't you don't really want to tell her just to leave it till you're done. <laughs> that's where it's where you know, like, you know, turn the shower head down, step back from it. I'm like, all right, flush now. Go, go, go. <laughs> You know, and then wait, you know, wait for the tank to fill up and then step back into hopefully warm water. All right. Well, I think we should write a book on, uh, even though both of us are single, as like tips for truly functional couples. You know, the, 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 the shit we keep putting out, we're pretty much going to stay single. So it'll be or, like an odd couple. Or what realistic love is when you get past the puppy love and get down to the parts. You know, for old people, I, you know, you get past the liver spots, you get past the fartiness, you get past the dentures. There's obviously something still there that makes them want to stay together, at least in a healthy relationship, not some sort of psycho-codependent thing. I thought it was just usually a suicide pact. Eh, well, we're talking about healthy ones here, but <laughs> I know. Remember, remember that girlfriend I talked to, I told you about, where like her grandparents every Thursday would go out for supper at Subway, go home and have sex every Thursday. Foot long and then whatever grandpa was bringing to the table. <laughs> they, I mean, they had like 12 kids, but that was always their thing. That was, you know, it's... 
maybe maybe it wasn't normal intercourse as we th- see it. Maybe it's just old people pushing wrinkles together, and they're just happy that way. Ah, oh, sweet lord. Well, I hate to do. I'm not this. saying rubbing the wrinkles together, just like gently laying them together, so it's you know some 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 intimate contact. Of course, maybe Grandpa is still hung like a you know a rhino, and Grandma still you know can you know muster up some lubrication naturally so i don't know we should probably stop though yeah i didn't want to end like that but we're going to